Well, good morning, all of you. Happy Christmas to you. I think it is safe to say that we live in a world that is changing. A lot has changed in the year 2018, even from recent days. Now, what I need, I need three young volunteers just to come and open up these presents, if they would. So there's one, there's two, and there's three. Yeah, great hat. Come up with your great hat on. Come up. Now, you come forward. You want to do the first one? You hold on to that. Don't open it yet. Your second. Your third. Come forward. Come right forward. You're first. So you go first. You hold it. You wait. You wait. You wait. You go first. And then can you hold up what you've received as a present? Is it a DVD? My point is proved. It is not a DVD. Here is the first present for Theo. It is simply a VHS cassette. Now, there is a whole generation of people in this room who don't have the joy of sitting there watching one of their favourite cartoons on their video recorder only for a random clip of Gardener's World to suddenly appear because your mum has recorded over your favourite cartoon. There is a VHS cassette. Second present. You step forward and open that present. You hold it up high. Any idea what this is? No. No. (laughs) I told you our world is changing. Now this is a tape, otherwise known as a tape cassette. You get a little box, how exciting, and inside you get a tape. And you put this into a tape recorder and you play it. And this is actually a sermon by David Jackman on Jonah chapter 1. How marvellous. Now... Do you remember the joys of Sunday afternoon sat on your bed trying to press record and play at the same time to record the charts? We used to have things called charts and you would press record trying to avoid the sound of the DJ or any adverts that were there Oh, and having to re-record and re-record all over again. We used to have tape cassettes for us to record the charts. Now... What about this one, number three? You step right forward and open present number three. Got to get real strong. You wrapped it up well, Bethan. Well done. Oh, wow. Can you hold that right up? (laughs) Have you any idea what that is? No. Have a guess. What do you think it might be? Uh, A PC. A piece, something for a PC? Wow, you're clever. Anyone know? Because it says before? it right over Because it says PC on it. <laughs> now this is a floppy disk. We used to have something called a floppy disk drive, which you would put this into your computer and you'd save all of your programs onto one of these. Ever seen them before? No. Never, ever, ever before. This was cutting-edge technology. 
How many years ago? I'm not sure, but cutting edge technology. Thank you, you guys. You can go and sit there. You don't want those presents to keep. I'm going to take them off you. Thank you for your help. Yeah, you can give me the paper. Thank you. Do you remember dial telephones? Do you remember telephone books, yellow pages? Do you remember TVs where you had to walk up and press the button to change the channel or turn a dial? Times change quickly, don't they? I'm sure there are many of us here this morning, particularly the older generations, who will have fascinating stories of what life was like. There was life before mobile phones. There was life before the internet. People will be able to tell you stories of just how much life has changed. Many of you will know that I work in education. One of the many teachers that we have here at Chessington. A few weeks ago I spoke to the children at school and I explained to them how some things had changed even at schools over the past, say, 100 years. Here are some of the rules that school children would have encountered every day at school, maybe a hundred years ago, or even less. Children must line up at the door each morning and bow or curtsy to the teacher before they enter the classroom. Sounds good to me. All students must present their nails, their hair, and their teeth to the teacher every day. They must be clean and tidy or they will receive a punishment. All children will sit nice and straight in their chairs. If any student is caught slouching, they will be made to wear the back straightener. Boys and girls will sit on opposite sides of the room. They will not talk to each other, nor exit or enter any door together. Children must not write with their left hand. Only the right hand is acceptable. Not that many years ago, I can tell you. Now, if you think these sound a bit strange, here are some of the rules for teachers. Each teacher will bring a bucket of water for the day's session. They will clean the chimneys every day. You must sweep the floor and clean the blackboards once a day and start the fire at 7 o'clock in the morning, ready for the scholars to arrive at 8 o'clock. You must be at home during the hours of 8pm and 6am, unless at a school function. You will not marry during the term of your contract. Women teachers who marry or engage in unseemly conduct will be dismissed immediately. You may not dress in bright colours. Women must wear at least two petticoats. And your dress must not be more than two inches above the ankle. And finally, any teacher who smokes, uses liquor in any form, or gets shaved in a barber shop will give good reason to suspect his worth, intention, integrity, and honesty. Now, times have definitely changed, haven't they? You might say, not for the better. But what about Christmas? As we look at Christmas in our world today, we would say that Christmas has changed a lot too. Traditions have altered over the years. 
I expect many of you woke up and had a Christmas stocking this morning. It wasn't that many years ago that if you had a Christmas stocking, it would genuinely have been one of your dad's socks. And you would have to hunt inside one of your dad's socks for the hope of finding a satsuma or a walnut or a chocolate coin if you were really lucky. Other Christmas traditions, Christmas cards, crackers, decorations. They've only really been in existence since the Victorian era. And I expect many of you are having turkey for lunch today as well. We haven't always had turkey for Christmas. Roast beef used to be the more common food. Or even a boar's head served on a platter. Times have changed even at Christmas. I don't think as I look around today, I don't think the Victorians would have had any of the fine Christmas jumpers that are on display here today. I don't think they would have had lights on their houses, even in Chessington. And they wouldn't have had Elton John on their adverts. Every year, things change. Traditions alter. But what about the Christmas story? The Christmas story that we've been considering here for the last couple of weeks. The Christmas story we've just heard a bit of read. This Christmas story set in the Middle East 2,000 years ago. I wonder how that would have changed if it was set in our modern world in the year 2018. Maybe even here in the West. What about that stable in Bethlehem? Would it have been a a travel lodge, a holiday inn, in some rural town or village? The news of the birth of Jesus, would it have been announced by angels to some random shepherds in the hills? Well, we have social media. It would have gone into meltdown. The birth of Jesus would have gone viral. Imagine the action on Twitter. What about those wise men following the star to Bethlehem? Wouldn't they have just followed their satnavs? Gold, frankincense and myrrh. Surely Amazon Prime delivery. And imagine the paparazzi. There at the birth of Jesus. Snapping away. Following him every step of the way throughout his life. The world has changed, hasn't it? So much has moved on. But I just want to very briefly show you two things this Christmas that haven't changed. Two things that will never change. Two things that are exactly the same today as they were 2,000 years ago. Just have a look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. says, but after Joseph had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Two things 
that are the same today as they were 2,000 years ago. Firstly, the world, us, we need a saviour. And then secondly, we'll see that God has promised one and provided one. So firstly, the world, we need a saviour. Verse 21 tells us that people need rescuing. It tells us that people are stuck in their sin, that biblical word, in their sin. Basically, 2,000 years ago, the people were in a right mess. If you were here at the carol service on Sunday evening, Ben spoke about the people walking in darkness. That is what it is to be stuck in sin, to be stuck in the dark. The message of the Bible is very clear. The message of history is clear. Ever since human beings have existed, we have messed up. We have stuffed up everything. We try to run things ourselves, but we make a mess. We see ourselves as God, not the God who created us, not the God who made this world. We put ourselves in his place. The Bible says that we are stuck in our sin, that we need a rescuer. I don't know if you saw this strange story from the news these last couple of weeks. This strange headline of a man being rescued from the fat vent of a restaurant, a Chinese restaurant. No one quite knows how or why he'd gone down the fat vent. But there he is. There's actually a picture of him reaching up For two days, he is stuck in this tiny vent full of grease and oil and fat. To put it simply, he couldn't get out. He wasn't able to move. He was stuck. And all that could be heard was this very faint cry for help. And two days later, he was rescued. He was stuck could do nothing for himself, and yet he was rescued. You may have seen those harrowing images in the last couple of days of that dreadful tsunami that has struck. People completely helpless. Wonderful stories of people buried under rubble, unable to escape or move, but along comes a rescuer. And even days after the event has happened, they are found and rescued. Some great stories amongst that terrible tragedy. Well, the Bible describes that that is our position. That we are stuck. We are in need of rescue. But we cannot save ourselves. So there is the first message that hasn't changed this Christmas. Very simply, the world, we need a saviour. We need a rescuer. But secondly, here is the great news of Christmas. The second message that has not changed and will not change. God provides a saviour. God provides a rescuer. Verse 21 said, and he will be called Jesus. And why is he called Jesus? Because his name means The Lord saves. He will save people from their sins. 
God looks out and knows exactly what we need. He sees our need for rescue. And he sends Jesus, his son, to be our rescuer. Now, when you open your presence, I wonder if you ever think, people are trying to give me a real hint about what I need. So I wonder how many of you have opened presents this morning, and the first thing you've opened is this lovely gift set of shower gel, deodorant, and various other toiletries. What do you think when you open that present? You might think, ah, oh, he left it till Christmas Eve and M&S were running out of stuff. Or you may think, maybe I stink a little bit. I need a bit of help. Now, getting those toiletries set is one thing. What if you got some of these? What if you open that present under the tree this morning and open it really excitedly, and as you open it, you get this, and you see something called odour eaters. Now, I don't know if you've ever had the joy of wearing odour eaters. Odour eaters are designed for one thing. They are designed for very, very stinky feet. You can buy these maximum strength odour eaters. It says they're super tough. Now, if you're given some odour eaters for Christmas today, what are you going to think? I sense you'll get the hint. Someone is telling you something pretty unsubtle. They're telling you what you need today at Christmas because you've got stinky feet. Now, when God sends the baby Jesus to our earth, it's pretty clear he knew what we needed. He looks down at us. He looks down at our earth and says, this is what you need. And this Christmas, God gives us the very thing that we need. We need a saviour. God sees that we are totally stuck, unable to rescue ourselves. Our sin is too strong. We cannot break it ourselves. And here is today's message of Christmas. God says, in his mercy, I will send my son, my only son, the son that I love so much. I will send him down to earth to live amongst men and women, to live a perfect life. He will then be killed on a cross because he is going to be sent to take on your sin, my sin, the sin of mankind. To allow us to be rescued. Now there is the message of Christmas that will never change. Our need for a saviour will never change. But nor too will God's provision of a saviour. Now, Christmas time is often a time where we reflect a little bit on our year. Where we think about our life. How we're doing, where we're at. Some of the stuff that's gone on these past 12 months. And it's brilliant to see you all here this morning. I don't know how you're doing. I don't know how you're feeling. You might be putting on a brave face saying, Happy Christmas, where inside you're a bit of a mess. 
inside. There's turmoil. There's stuff going on. Well, let me share this message with you once more. Today, Christmas Day, is the day where God has sent his son into the world for you. For the mess that you and I create. Maybe for the mess that you are in. Because he says, I love you so much that I want to rescue you. I want to send my son for you. Now that is the very straightforward, simple message of Christmas. And just as we will when we open our presents, we accept the gifts that are given to us. All God says to you today is, won't you accept my gift of Jesus? Because you need him. You need his rescue. So we see that so much has changed. Our world is a very changed place. But when you talk about change and think about change, please remember this today. Ultimately, nothing of great importance has changed. Christmas is the same. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Christmas will be the same this year. It will be the same next year, the year after, for any more years to come that we're still on this earth. Because we need a saviour. And the wonderful message of Christmas is that God knows that. And he provides what we need by sending his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as our saviour.